How you are in the world matters. Overwhelm is inevitable and optional. It's time to listen up and make it optional for you. Hello, welcome to this week's episode. And today we're going to be discussing my tiny, huge, life-changing practices. So tiny, huge, tiny because you haven't got time or headspace or energy to do anything else than something that's either so tiny or squeeze into even the busiest days or it doesn't actually require any time because it it's just changing how you do something you do anyway. So these are really rich practices. They're huge because the impact they have can literally be life-changing. Whether they change your life is your choice because I can't take away from you the fact that you still need to commit. You need to commit to yourself and your life doing things your way and gradually reclaiming your life from overwhelm and that constant struggle to live the life that you work really hard to create but which seems impossible because if you you know if you do the, the your work really well then your health seems to suffer or your relationship suffer. If you pull back on, on work, then it's like you can't really do your job properly. So then you get stuck. So that stuckness is rubbish. I know it well. I love helping people with that stuckness. So I'm just giving you some of the things that I do with my one-to-one clients and in my courses and membership. I'm just teaching them for free on my podcast because I can. And that's what I choose to do. And then I love hearing or not, because <laughs> you haven't always got time to write to me. That's OK. I'm not going to demand that you write to me. But I do love hearing when people say that episode changed my life, Heidi. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. So this episode is about tiny, huge life changing practices. But when I when I started listing them all out, I thought, oh, my God, this is overwhelming. There's too many of them. So what I've done is I'm so excited because I'm I'm not the best tech person. Um, and I'm okay with that. But today I managed to create a freebie, a lovely, lovely new freebie called Tiny Huge Life Changing Practices that fit into your day without adding to your to-do list. And I just picked three ways to start your day differently. Because I think it's easier if you just have, you know, a choice of three and then you just pick the one that resonates with you and practice that for a week. Notice the change or not. Notice what's what fits. Notice if you need to do it for another week because you didn't really manage to do it. And and even even the failing, I'm calling it failing, but it's not the failing to do it is part of the work. It's part of the realizing that that maybe you're not really looking after yourself or putting yourself first or committing you're not really committed to changing your life and getting your life back from that constant struggle so there's no failure with it so I'll I'll put a link in the show notes when I've created a link because I haven't got that far with my tech but I'm just going to talk you through those three morning practices so these are three tiny huge life-changing practices that are ways to start your day differently now that I really like that word differently because when I first wrote it, I put start your day right. And I really didn't like that. There was something wrong for me about that. I'm not going to tell you how to start your day right. It's your day, it's your life. I like to do things differently. And by that, I mean, oh, play with this, get curious. What works for you at this point in your life, at this season in your life, rather than saying this is the right way to start your day. That's partly because I hate being told what to do. And it's partly because I really genuinely don't believe there's a right way to start 
your day, there's a better way or a different way for you, but there isn't one right way for everybody to start their day, which is something I struggled with for a long time because I really felt that I ought to be meditating for a certain amount of time. I ought to be doing my yoga practice for a certain amount of time. I ought to be doing journaling. I ought, ought, ought. I ought to go for a run. I ought to plan my day. I ought to envision my day. There's a lot of oughts and shoulds, and that's boring. doesn't work for me. So it's not what I teach. What I teach is what's the easiest way for you to do things differently, because if things aren't working for you now, you need to do things differently. So it's not a right or wrong. There's just a what works for you. And what you need is the commitment to try it playfully, curiously, because what happens, what gets in the way is the mind gets gets involved with its judgments about how you're rubbish at this, how you haven't got time, you haven't got the energy, how it's not going to work for you, blah, 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 blah. Minds get a little bit naggy and boring. Instead, just commit. Just commit. So you're listening to this podcast. I'm going to give you three things. You can also get it as a download. But the most important thing is you listen and pick one and just do it regardless. Regardless. (laughs) Just keep going because it's worth it. I promise you. Right. So there are three things. The first one is on waking. Now, this is tricky because there's that lovely, lovely bit between being really asleep and being really awake. There's that subliminal state. And the problem with trying to attach any new practice to that is you're so sleepy, (laughs) you don't realise because you're not awake. So this, you have to be patient with yourself. But this is actually, this is really, really nice. So I don't know about you, and I think I've talked about this before, but on waking, um, I realised that my mind was already hijacking my day. So it's like my mind had got out of bed and was crossing the room and was kind of at the door ready to get on with the day and it was like planning and going around all the things that could go wrong could go right what I need to do all this like forewarning of the day this pre-preparation this just in case stuff don't forget this do this da, 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 da. and wasn't even awake it's like how rude is that mind how rude are you mind that you're hijacking my day before I've even checked in with myself before I've even before I even know how I feel today before I even know what would make me happy today my mind is on my damn to-do list and this still happens but what I do is purposely pull my attention back into my body which is the first practice so the first practice is called pull your attention back pull your attention back so on waking, as soon as you realise that, and you might not realise till you're like, you know, having a pee or I don't know, you're already like halfway to work. It's not great, is it? Because we do literally sleepwalk through our lives, particularly on work days. So as soon as you realise, pull your attention back into your body and just notice, get really curious. If you if you manage to do it in bed, actually it doesn't matter where you're doing it, you've still got feet. Whenever you do it, pull your attention into your body and send your attention down to your feet and maybe wiggle your toes or just anything to really help because you've got to you've got to help yourself out here. So pull your attention into your feet. And then if you're walking, if you haven't woken up and you're on your way to work and you realise you haven't really checked in with yourself yet, you can feel your feet on the ground as you walk. But I'm I'm hoping for you to do this on waking. Literally, you're still in bed. So you notice that your mind has hijacked your attention. You pull your attention back into your body, send your attention to your feet, notice how your feet feel, then notice how your legs feel. 
notice how your body feels and then you're gonna have like a stretch and maybe a yawn a delicious stretch and yawn and really feel into your body just notice notice how you feel that's it that's the first one and the weird thing about that is when was the last time that you woke up and did one of those lovely stretches where you really feel into your body i mean cats and dogs do it all the time i can't remember when I moved from doing that naturally to stopping doing it, I really can't remember. I can't work it out. I'm like, well, was it my student days? Is it as a child? Is it only something we do on holiday? So just pausing for a moment and wondering, when was the last time I woke up before I got out of bed and just had a lovely, delicious stretch and maybe a yawn? And then you can get on with your day. The next one is... And actually, they do all fit together, so you can do all three. But please, I don't aim for all three. God, don't be so hard on yourself. You're achieving all day. Give yourself a break and pick one. So this one is also done in bed. But if you forget, you can do it as you're driving to work or on the train or walking, you know, or you're eating your breakfast, you can still do it. So this one is two questions to ask. So two questions to start your day differently. The first one is ask your body how it feels and what it needs. And the second one is to ask your heart how it feels and what it needs. So what you do is you take your attention into your body. Just get curious about the physical sensations in your body and literally ask your body. So you're sending the question through the cells in your body. What do you need today? And just notice what comes up now. The mind is going to get involved with, well, this is stupid because clearly I'm tired and achy and that part of my body needs fixing. And there's nothing I can do about it, Heidi. This is really irritating. Yeah, I get that. But that's your mind. The thing is, when we go around getting stuck in our head, we are missing out on the enormously valuable information from our heart and our body. So starting your day by asking your body what it needs and noticing how it feels changes your day. It makes your day different. I can't tell you how it will make your day differently. Different. You have to do it and notice how it changes your day. So I dare you, I dare you to tune into your body, listen and just say, what do you need today? Notice how your body feels and see if you can get curious about the physical sensations that come up rather than the naggy mind and it's, well, I need a chiropractor appointment. I need to do more exercise. I need to eat better food. I need more sleep. Nag, 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 overwhelm, more stuff on your to-do list. No, that's not the point of this. Get out of your head. Stay out of your head. Now, your mind is still probably going to do its chatter. That's okay. We're not trying to calm the mind. We're not trying to do some major levitation trick. Just listen to your body like the old friend it is. Just listen to it. Notice. Notice what it needs. And that doesn't mean you have to do anything. And this is really important. So what you're doing is keeping your noticing really, really neutral. So this is a neutral noticing practice. First thing in the morning, drop into your body. Hmm. How do I feel? Get curious. What do you need today, body? Notice physical sensations. Ignore the mind with its stuff because it's not going to say good stuff in general because it's just looking after you. Just notice. And then if you've got time, you can do the second question. You don't have to do both. You can do half of this one. 
The other one is to drop into your heart space. Now, your heart space isn't just the physical heart. Now, the physical heart's got tons of neurons, so it's got stuff, it's got an intelligence to, to help you, guide you. But also, if you drop into the heart space, which is the centre of the chest, in, you know, like as if you had a heart both sides, and it goes all the way through to your middle of your upper back. It's kind of the bit where, it's the bit that presses into a hug. You know, it's the bit where you pat somebody on the back or it's like a soothing emotional. It's like the emotional center physically or, or one of them. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. So your heart space, you're not just dropping into the physical heart. You're dropping into the center of your chest and you're noticing how you feel, which means you're looking curiously for physical sensations. The mind will probably get involved with it. Well, you're not breathing properly your heart's got a weird beat or your chest is too tight or your heart feels heavy and sad or just like loads of crap because mind's just the thing is about your mind is it's evolved to keep you safe so it's going to point out what's wrong because that's how it keeps you safe but it doesn't keep you happy so you don't want to stop the mind doing stuff because it's just doing its job so respectfully just say, right, right now I'm not listening to you because I need to practice listening to my heart because, you know, for a while now I've been ignoring my heart. So thanks, mind. I've got this. And you place your attention in your heart space, space and you listen. Now, obviously, you're not hearing, hearing. You're listening as in detecting, getting curious, just like what's going on in your heart. And if you do this regularly, what happens is you will notice what fills your heart you will notice when your heart feels what your mind will call heavier. So we, you're still going to notice, you're still going to assign judgment to the physical sensations, even though you're keeping it neutral. But if you notice, if you notice what lights you up and what drains you, then you just move towards stuff that lights you up and fills your heart and you move away from the stuff that drains you. That doesn't mean you don't get stuff done, because actually what you'll find is, because it always sounds dodgy, doesn't it? Follow your heart. It's, we're taught not to follow our heart because it's dangerous. You know, it can result in starvation um, and death because it's like it's really dangerous to follow your heart. Because we think of following our heart as either doing work that doesn't provide enough money to live off or running off with somebody and being in love. But there's just like that's so rude. There's so much more for the heart to tell us. It's crazy. And just listening and daring to listen and then noticing if you notice the thing is if you notice first thing in the morning and you do it regularly you're going to start noticing during the day because that's just like a offshoot of this but all you're doing is spending like 10 seconds in the morning dropping into your heart and getting curious and noticing and acknowledging ah this is my heart today and then you can ask this question what would fill my heart today or what does my heart need and this is a happiness question this is a purpose question this is and sometimes you'll be surprised because sometimes it will be I just need a day of getting stuff done seriously I've had that happen it happens to me it happens to people I work with where they go I today I just had to have a day where I just got stuff done it's just that what's happened is on the other days that's not what we're doing anymore so when we spend all our time getting through, getting stuff done, and we start to ask the heart what it needs, it won't be getting stuff done. But if after a while you're getting a better kind of balance and you're really listening to your body and your heart during the day, there will be some days when your heart genuinely goes, yeah, I really want to get that stuff done. I've actually had days when I really needed to, <laughs> to sort out my accounts. And that's not fun, but it's been really enjoyable because it's like, that was the thing that filled my heart. That's the thing that eased 
that feeling because it needed to be done. So I haven't found that that listening to my heart has resulted in me not getting things done that are important, you know, not paying the bills, not sorting out all of those practical things that, that allow us to live. So you can try for yourself. I don't know what your heart wants, but if you haven't been listening to it and it's starting to feel like your life is just getting a bit you're like weary you know it's like for god's sake when do i get to that point in my life when i can just breathe out and live and it's been a long time coming and it's still not coming listening daring to listen to your heart and noticing that can feel really scary it can feel really disruptive it's like oh my god i'm much more unhappy than i realized i need to make huge changes no you don't well you might do eventually but no you don't right now just listening there's so much joy in the world in every moment that, that quitting your job or leaving a relationship or making huge changes probably isn't going to be what you need right now. Like right now today, your heart might just want to be listened to. That might be enough. You know, just a bit of love for yourself, a bit of attention on yourself. That might be enough. It's often tiny, tiny things, isn't it, really, that make us incredibly happy um, anyway, which would bring me on to my unexpectedly lovely things, which is a, my favourite practice at the moment. But I'm not doing that in this episode. No, I'm going to stick to my plan. So you've had pull your attention back on waking. Start the day differently with these two questions. So two questions to start your day differently. What does my heart need and what does my body need? And the third easy peasy thing is when you boil the kettle, if you don't boil a kettle, you maybe run water, but everybody drinks something in the morning. But anyway, for those of you who boil a kettle, you're waiting for the kettle to boil. What do you normally do? You probably do stuff, right? Instead of doing stuff, use the moments, and it is literally moments, for the kettle to boil to just tune into your body and notice how you feel. So practice neutral noticing. So if you've got the one minute mark, this is a good time to do it and start doing it without using the audio. Because the one minute mark free audio is for when you start doing neutral noticing. And then when you started to embed it in your day, what happens is very quickly people say, I'm not really using the audio anymore because I don't need to. Um, and what happens instead is people are just um, using the words in the audio, like they can just hear my voice saying, feel your feet on the ground. Allow your belly to soften or not. Allow your shoulders to move away from your ears if they want to. And if they don't, that's okay. Just notice completely neutrally how you feel. So this is the kettle's boiling and you're just going to do this for yourself. So you switch the kettle on, you send all your attention to your feet and feel your feet on the ground. Get curious about the physical sensations in your body. The mind's going to keep pulling your attention. So is the external environment, especially if you're used to getting stuff done during those two minutes or one minute. But you're going to purposely just keep bringing your attention back to your body and noticing neutrally. You're not trying to achieve anything. You're not trying to change anything. You're not trying to do anything. You're just noticing completely neutrally. So there are your three things. Pull your attention back on waking. Two questions to start your day differently and the kettle tune in. So there's three tiny, huge practices that can change your life.
if you choose that. Uh, I'd love to know how you get on, but I don't mind. You've got a life to live, but it is always nice to hear from you. I've actually set up a brand new Facebook group purposely for this because um, I love having a podcast, but I do feel a disconnect between you and me. And it's just really nice to get a group of people together. I used to teach and it's quite nice to have a group of people together who want to know more about my tiny, huge practices. So if you can cope with Facebook, which I know a lot of people can't, and I've, yeah, it's taken me a long time to decide to set this group up because I'm not a big fan of bringing people online and getting stuck in the scroll. But a lot of people are online and I'm very grateful to Facebook because I can just set up a group and you can come along. You don't have to do anything. You just get to ask me questions if you need to. You just get more support and more reminders to do this stuff between listening to podcasts. So if you think that'd be helpful, I'll put the link in the show notes for you. Anyway, have an unexpectedly lovely week. And yeah, pick one try it for a week. If you don't really do it, do it again the next week and see how you go. To find out more about my tiny, huge, life-changing practices, please visit www.heidimark.co.uk.